Joe, do you like my outfit? I love your outfit. That looks uh, comfortable and also uh, free-flowing, as if a breeze could go over the great Mississippi right into your pits. Yeah, right into the pits. It feels very nice. feels very free. <laughs> feels very fresh. Um, how are you doing? Oh, and also welcome to the show. We don't have anybody here. It's just me and Joe. So We I got Elliot. Okay. We got me. Steve's in Seattle. Kevin's uh, Kevin's on the, the work train. Uh, but this does give me a chance to debut a theme song that I've been working on for the podcast, if you want me to. Oh, just, heck yeah. Let's hear it, Joe. I just needed to have a very specific uh, uh, situation for it to make sense. So heck I'm going yeah. to give it a shot. All right, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Two white guys on a podcast. Yeah, it's the first time it's ever happened in history. Two white guys on a podcast. What are they going to talk about? Who knows? Oh my gosh, it's a friggin' mystery. What are they going to say? What will they share? All they know is everybody cares. Two white guys on a podcast. Welcome to the show. Wow, that's really good, Joe. Heck yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank Beautiful. You. Let me ask you something. Because you bring up a great point. What do we do to set ourselves apart? You know? I mean, have we just been using Steve this entire time as the one token person of some kind of ethnicity? I mean, perhaps we have subconsciously uh, without realizing it. And that's not fair to Steve. But what we do have that most two white guys on a podcast do not have is over, over 27 combined years of digital media creation which is really depressing to say <laughs> i guess i never trust those combined years of wait should i half should we half them then is that how it works sounds like a prison sentence like yeah like how do you you can't just take everyone like oh i went to college and my partner went to college and so we've done eight collectively eight years of college does that not sound a little bit perhaps exaggerative i think if you're submitting a resume and you're both going for a singular job as a duo it makes a lot of sense because you got to talk yourself up you know you gotta you gotta take That's those fair. you gotta take those stats so i've been doing it since 2005 that's 17 years you've been doing it since about 2012 that's 10 years boom 27 years baby 27 that's years crazy um our, our combined digital media prowess could like just be graduating medical school right now. We're a doctor. Wow. Of digital We're doctors. media. It's nice to know because it doesn't feel that way sometimes, Joe. I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm a little confused about what's going on these days. On I don't understand. Media. TikTok, Instagram sucks. <laughs> I love, I, 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 yeah, I'm addicted. I, I'm addicted. Uh, but I, I don't get it. And um, I've been getting, Joe, I don't know if you've done this. Maybe I've told you about this. I've been getting uh, uh, into arguments <clears throat> on the internet. Ooh, 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 like you're engaging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which platform? Yes. Uh, it is Reddit. I have throwaway accounts. Ah. And so you're, you're faux was... engaging. You're, you are, you're engaging with a, uh, a Harry Potter invisibility cloak. Exactly. I am doing it in a way that makes me go, I don't have anything tagged to this. You don't know who I am. <laughs> and so now I'm going to rip your understanding of Jungian psychology a new one. <laughs> and I have gone ham and I have 
come out, in my opinion, the victor as any if as if such a thing is possible when arguing mm. with people online. I have to tell you, Joe, it's an incredibly cathartic. I bet it thing. feels so good. That's like old school, but also yeah. current school internet. You change your name, you're anonymous, you can say whatever you yeah. want. Right? It's perfect. What because I was like, why is everyone else everyone else is like rah, 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 about my opinions? And I was like, I just keep my little opinions inside, and now I'm going, no, this one thing that is no one else cares about. <laughs> I'm gonna absolutely go to town on this person. And is I'm that, relatively nice. Is that specifically all you're doing? Is just union psychology? Or are you applying mm. it to other things? I'm applying it to other things. Yeah. Okay. Is most of it political? I, I, I go political? after a lot of <laughs> I do a lot of political funnies. And uh -huh. I gotta say I've gotten some traction and I've gotten some pretty uh I've gotten some top comments, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm not trying to brag. But every now and then you're like, All right, I see how this is addicting. It's almost like I could just do this in real life and not all right. <laughs> Not hide behind an anonymous I, handle. But one step okay, I have a game. Let's gamify this. And it sucks because we can't really share it because that kills the uh, the anonymity of the whole situation. But we can have fun where let's let's create a chart of all the different subreddits that you can apply union psychology to or whatever and get a top mm -hmm. comment. So it's like, oh yeah, I got a top comment in R slash gaming. But it's still with applying your current understanding of That'd how you want great. to express yourself. So you can do it in everything. It's giving me a lot of credit. <laughs> Perhaps. I because uh, I got a couple zingers out from some for some political. I need to folks. see these. And uh, <laughs> I do wonder too. And and it's a lot of like comments on like UFO type stuff. So it's it runs Dude, the gamut. You're narrowing the window. We're gonna figure yeah. out who this is. We're gonna find your. We're gonna find. Elliot, I know. I know. Elliot B. Morgan. And <laughs> and baking. Gonna... I do a lot of baking. Uh, uh subreddit stuff. Um, no, no one will ever know. And I will, or maybe they could. I mean, I could see how. <laughs> I could see when I look at my comment, like, oh, I know this asshole. I know who that is. I'm Why did you sign that. it, Elliot Morgan? That doesn't make exactly. Any sense. Yeah, yeah. It does suck that I I start every comment with, "Do you know who I am?" Uh, which probably is a. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but uh, here is uh, my IMDb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want to show people. Yeah. Uh, sit, read it and do, weep, bucko. Do you sit on the couch and just kind of like lean back? You're slouching, you're watching perhaps uh, your, your second run of the rehearsal because Grace was catching up and you're just kind of slouching, you got your phone out and then do you do this? Do you go, hey babe, hey, how about this? And then you hand her the phone and then she reads it and then she goes, okay, that's fine. Is that the whole thing? You get the general gist, yeah. Uh, I did that because uh, I don't want to say anything because it's so nerdy. But I was really like so annoyed with this dude online, and he was talking about like he basically did that thing where people are like political correctness and woke people are bad. Mm. Uh, woke people bad. I'm like, all right, woke, yes, everyone, oh god. But he wrapped it in like really technical like mm -hmm. smart sounding things and i was like you're just doing this thing like you're doing the thing like there's not there's nothing new here you're just doing the woke people bad thing and i did the best i could do to not mention it to grace um <laughs> but then when i was done with my schoolwork yesterday and i responded to him again 
being like, again, you're wrong about this and you're not. Then I was like, babe, she's like, what are you up to? And I was like, I'm arguing with a guy, a stranger on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, okay, cool. And I, then I made the mistake because that was fine. She was supportive of that. But then when I went into the details of it, she said her classic, like, he's having fun. I was like, all right, I'll just not talk about it. <laughs> I enjoy that's it. That's the zip it. Uh, is there a, is there a, is there a antonym or like an opposite side of the coin for the term woke yet? Do unwoke people call themselves like little tired babies? Little tired babies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sleepykins. Like, I think they call themselves free thinkers. Well, that's not fun. No, I think that's what they think of themselves as. That's not a title, though. You're right. I don't know. I don't think there is an opposite of the woke. Joe, what happened at Mar- 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 Marley Yago? Marley and what happened at Marley and me? <laughs> what happened at Marley and me with the FIB? Oh, man. Oh, boy. What fun times. This is coming out. We get to be current because apologies to folks for being late. Um, I've been doing school stuff, but truly apologies for the the lateness for our patrons especially. Uh, But because of it, we get to now be current about the news and about what's going on. Current-ish. (laughs) Current-ish. Days late still. (laughs) To the point where the spin has already started to change. Like it went from, oh, he's fucked, to I saw CNN going, Oh man, I think today was a really good day for Trump. <laughs> because, really? Yeah, because they were like, if it's just this and it's papers and that's it, then he gets to lean into the narrative of the deep state is trying to take me down before the election. Yada 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 yada. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It'll go. It'll go. It'll go. Uh, no one will care. It but it was. This is. A, it's a nothing thing. But it's one of those exciting things. I was going back and forth with old Lon Harris, old Lon Harris on the old Twitter. Ah, he's and politically it's, savvy. And we we just agreed. Like at the end of the day, it's just funny. <laughs> it really is. Exactly. Kind of, kind of funny that it happened to him because he sucks so bad. <laughs> and it's. But he also broke the news. He's like fucking so savvy on accident. I hate it. Yeah. He did break the news. That was what he did. He he was he the one who released a big old statement that uh, he was currently being raided in his big beautiful house at Marlago. Here's what I got for you, Joe. Here's my suspicion. This is my crackpot theory. All right. Some of these documents that are are classified. Okay. Yeah. Some of them are still classified. You can't even. You're not even supposed to know they exist. Not even like you can't talk about them. You're not even supposed to know the documents exist. Tops to the top level of classification okay hear me out i'm hearing you i'm listening ears open what if they're the alien documents <laughs> uh, it's alien right. documents and it's jfk just that yes the only two you're breaking up on me but i'll keep talking oh oh i said alien and jfk documents that's it what if what if when you open it it's a picture of jfk and an alien smiling together what would we even do you know what no one would care so who cares exactly what are you what's going on in your life we would Uh, we would move on immediately (laughs) it's too bad grace asked me to ask you a question (laughs) (laughs) two white guys on a podcast and grace she asked me to ask you uh what you're scared of (laughs) what i'm scared of 
Yeah, I don't know why she thought that was a good question to ask. I thought it was funny enough to ask it on. The what podcast. am I scared of? As you all know, I'm I'm slightly uneasy around horses. They're really big, big. Yeah. Uh, real big creatures with eyes that I can't read. I feel like I can't read the emotion of a horse in any way, shape, or form, and they're killing Great machines. Point. Great point. Can't see their soul, dude. Um, and I saw a video recently of a stallion that was brought in to the arena to mate with a mare. And you know how that goes. Thing gets a little ready to go and then just comes up behind and does its thing. Yep. This guy came up to do his thing and the, the mare kicked, hit him right in the head, died instantly. I was like, it's killing machine. Killing machine. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a cannon. Yep. Don't need any of that. So horses, uh, failure is a crippling fear of mine that never uh, goes away and keeps me from evolving. It's like imagine being in your first stage of uh, being a Pokemon and like you're going to do your evolution thing, Mm -hmm. but like you never evolve because of whatever stupid subconscious fear of failure was instituted in your core when you were a child. And that's how you are with horses. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, um, I'm not afraid of horses. I'm afraid of my own, uh, uh, forgetting to not walk behind them. I'm pretty sure that Ooh. if I was just around a horse, say for some reason, I would walk behind it. And every and I've done it before. I've walked behind a horse, and I've had that moment of like, oh, I'm an idiot, and you can't do that. And uh, and I was like, well, if I know I can do it once, I just it's best to just stay away. Yeah, no, frightening beyond all belief. No, nope, stand not going behind. I'm not going behind any megafauna. Without them knowing. <laughs> you don't go behind megafauna. That's just what you do. Yeah. It's like, I ain't sneaking up on any big ass animal. No, thank you. Dude, megafauna is a great word. Isn't it the best? Megafauna. Have you seen those like every, every once in a while on Reddit? It always like, it makes the cycle or you'll see it on some kind of like uh, uh, Gizmodo-esque news aggregate of, uh, hey, these big ass caves were carved out by massive sloth back in the day. And they're <laughs> like 15 cool. feet high and they're just like unbelievable yeah wait i think i did see that i know what you're talking about the giant sloth that looks uh horrifying uh-huh don't sneak up behind it don't you do don't want to you don't go behind megafauna that's the thing dude i had a i had a dream last night that led to oh, a, on me. a very interesting moment in real life and you're you're a dream guy, but the. <laughs> Let me find my. Dream. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sneak up behind that guy either. <laughs> don't get behind this megafauna. Uh, I don't know where it is. The 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 dream itself isn't the most. Uh, interesting from a like you want to like pick it apart and analyze it, but in the dream, I was getting into it with a another human being somebody about my age we happen to be i think on a softball field but there was no softball being played i think maybe that's just an arena in my life where sometimes tensions pick up this guy had a cigar he had a cigar he was kind of just a big old douche and we started like getting into it and arguing and then we got to the point where like blows were about to perhaps happen in my dream and then I, in my dream, I do the thing where, you know, when you go up into somebody's face and you do like the, the fake, like you, you mm-hmm. psych them out and you're like, your your male dominance, like, which is real stupid because you're just putting yourself closer to getting punched at the end of the day. 
So I do that in my dream. I immediately wake up. Punch Heather. Close. Jackson was in our bed. Oh, no. I jumped up, and Heather woke up right when I jumped up. Like, it was like a violent, like, jump up into the air. And then I did the the thing, the uh-huh. little psych move, the little male aggro thing to Jackson while he slept. I hear Heather go, oh, my God. And then I laid down and went back to sleep. <clears throat> and then baby go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. which, how, which, how frightening for her. In that moment, to just see me wake up out of a dead stupor, <laughs> just pick a fight with Jackson. Try to pick just, a fight with Jackson, and then go I'm to bed. Take, don't you look out, you sleeping child! <laughs> yeah, the purest example of purity in the world. Yep. Uh, softball feels interesting. Perhaps I've had a. Usually, my go-to dreams are last year. Like going to college campus for the first day of the last year of college, and there's this overwhelm. We've talked about it before. Like there's this mm-hmm. overwhelming sense of, of, uh, like finality, and that you need to make the most of it. Like this is the last thing, and then there's a transition. That's usually my go-to. But since being laid off, I've had my first, I think, three, like work stress dreams where I'm mm-hmm. getting I'm getting fired or let go or the negative emotions within a job never happened to me before but now i'm feeling it. i'm assuming you'll leave out you left out for a reason the the person not that it would be about the person but normally they represent something in your brain going on but you you the person you someone your age that you know that um nobody nobody specific in the dreams just, oh really? Oh, you know. this one that you were at the so- on the softball field. Oh, on the softball field. No, no, that was that was like an amalgamation of just like interesting white boy, thirty year old bearded human. Like I don't know. The softball field is very interesting. The location. What I've learned is that the location of the dream is um, as important as pretty much anything else. And often because the brain plays little puns in your brain, the softball thing could have something to do in more of a metaphorical sense. So it might be like, interesting. Oh, do you feel like you're throwing softballs? Do you feel like you've you know are in a game and not like mm. you know serious do you feel like it's and it's also a feel it's a place of play um very you, gentle place of play and then you're getting into fight do you have an example of a dream that you've analyzed of your own where location came into play uh not of my own but i know one famous example is someone who's doing golf and they're on the green and they're on the green and they get really upset but then it turns out that their boss has like the last name green so like the lot like oh. the, it it's called condensation, I believe, and it's very, uh, very fun because it shows that our little brains got funny little senses of humor. Because there's like l- actual mm. pun, like the dreams are always there's puns in most of them. Like I had a dream the other night where I was like, it's so weird. Like I can't. I was trying to. It was dark and I couldn't get it bright enough. Like there was something that I wasn't able to like shine. like see enough or like it was just all very dim and so then i was just like okay where do i feel like i might be being dim or where do i feel like i'm being left in the dark and like you kind of play with the words a little bit and then stuff can come out it's very fun yeah i'll have to do that i don't know if softball is maybe you know or maybe you just had pizza the night before i don't know but definitely definitely had pizza yeah (laughs) um guys see we could do it with just us joe we don't gotta have to all those other guys and also what's two white guys on a podcast yeah, what's exa- yeah. 
What's he doing in Seattle? Who knows? Enjoying the uh, unreasonably warm weather for that region, that region, which I know is hot. This time last year, it was like the roads were melting. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I don't know. It was like 100 degrees, over 100, I think. It was like 106, uh, and that was insane for up there because the infrastructure is just not prepared. So what are you going to do for a job, Joe? What's the plan? Do you want to come help me make something? What do you want to make? Um, I've been watching a lot of Louder with Crowder, and I've decided <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've just, I mean, I think you can tell from the outfit um, that I'm getting pretty into it, and I would like to, you know. Go that might have been the guy in my dream, and I just didn't realize it. Probably. I think he well, he himself does look like an amalgamation of a bunch of people. I, I but, told you, like, yeah, when you, you showed me that screenshot of him, I was like, that is just like, he's just a representation of the whitest guy. <laughs> he's just But he's guy. very upset. He's very upset. This changes everything. He's a bad thing. Oh, oh, man. He, he, the dropped the line, he dropped the line, maybe this isn't the episode for your kids to watch. And I was like, who, uh... <laughs> <laughs> who, whose kids? Who's... Do you know your demo, dude? (laughs) Gather around. Guys, listen. This is the ad portion of the show. I hope you're enjoying this episode with Joe and Elliot as they cosplay as beautiful little baby boys. But guess what? We're here to talk to you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fun, fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep, folks. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, (laughs) and... Best part, affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit ahead of all of the others. And guess what? You can savor every last second of summer mm. with HelloFresh. HelloFresh delivers fresh quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of the season right from home. I personally just had their uh, meatloaf sandwiches. They were absolutely uh, This delicious. just in, Elliot had the meatloaf sandwiches. Were they delicious, Elliot? Meatloaf, yeah, they're so delicious. And they come with the bread and everything. Ooh. And it makes it super Ooh. easy. In fact, HelloFresh is quick and easy. Easy recipes, 20-minute meals, and low prep slash low cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table around Ooh. your packed schedule, okay? So make your life easier with HelloFresh, okay? And also, if you need another reason to stay in for dinner, HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining in a restaurant and is even cheaper than grocery shopping. That's, so that's significant. Money back in your yeah, that yeah, is yeah. significant. Yeah, so here's the deal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash ValleyCast16 and use code ValleyCast16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. That's right. Go to HelloFresh.com slash ValleyCast16 and use code ValleyCast16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Isn't that great? And Uh. also, uh, it's America's number one meal kit. So let's get back to the show, Joe. Well, Joe, what are you doing to get a job, though? What's your plan? Well, I'm doing the... If if the the listeners want to hear... Yeah, I'm curious. I'm the listeners. So I'm doing, like, a job placement thing that came with my uh my seb and in that job placement thing they they help you with your resume so it's like blah 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 so i'm gonna try this a little bit more traditionally this time and go through all the the avenues that you're supposed to do and then i'm having conversations with the job placement people and i was like uh looking for a job is is hell and i hate it and it's anxiety and it's the worst and it makes you second guess yourself and blah 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 you look at your resume and it feels like imposter syndrome lies all the time 
And I go, I just got to like find a way to gamify it, make it uh, a little bit more fun and get excited about it. And they were like, no, it sucks. It's, it's not good. And then they dropped the stat. Um, when you are looking for a job, seven only seven percent come from you like dropping your resume mm -hmm. it's all networking jobs are mm -hmm. just networking 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 so then you got to like work that muscle out you got to get used yep. to treating linkedin almost like a professional social media account so it keeps like coming up on people's mm -hmm. timelines and stuff like that and uh so yeah it's hell but um you know I appreciate I their uh I appreciate the honesty of being like this sucks man. Like no don't don't like <laughs> it's you're correct to be like this sucks. Mhm. Mm They're like yeah, don't don't worry about don't be too hard on yourself. Just like every therapist that you ever talk to about anything. It's like don't be hard on yourself. It it sucks and it takes time and it's it is what it is. So keeping my head and my heart open to any and all opportunities cuz like I said we've been doing this digital media thing for a very long time and you know, I'm, I'm keeping the, the mind open to like, if there is a small turn where I can learn something new again, uh, that, that a learn be, turn, mm -hmm. that could be exciting. Just like yourself. Like you went back to school and it doesn't feel nice to learn again. Um, it feels incredibly nice, Joe. That is a very, nice. this month is hell, but, um, for the most part, it's very nice to, to learn. Yeah. I, I recommend it highly to people, except for this part. If you can leave out the part at the end. Uh, that part sucks, the, but is the part at the end the is are you having to do like a term paper or is the part at the end a test? What is it? Yeah, it's it's technically a test, but it's like three different papers that I have to do in a few weeks that have to be submitted anonymously, um, and then they get mixed around in the faculty, and then if I get below a certain grade on any of them, then I cannot move forward with the program. Ugh. So it's a high stress environment. It's anxiety. Um, yeah, and it basically is like I have to answer questions in a way that are like – basically I have to convince whoever reads this that I know what I'm talking about and then I've learned stuff over the past two years. But I don't know what I'm talking about and I haven't learned every, anything over the past couple of years. So I don't even know how <laughs> I'm going to pull this off. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be tested. I didn't know they were going to ask for – receipts i'm uh pretty ner no it'll be great but it's incredibly uh it is an stressful, interesting learning is field. great yeah. it's an interesting field that you have to do that in right like philosophy you can be a student of it but i think the the point of your course is to like also create your own belief system and 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 take advantage of what you've learned from all the other people that you're studying but you also want to be kind of like an independent thinker so you don't want to just regurgitate but then you're regurgitating the other people that have created their own philosophies and they yeah. have to judge yours based off of what they've been. that's that's pressure and and this one is like because it's been like years of them being like uh you know here's how you do the research process and i kind of got a good general understanding of it where it's like you have this and then you have your methodology and all this and you got to and then at the very end, you put in something like, this is what I think of it or whatever. And they're like, great, good job. Support it with whatever. But with this one, they're like, don't for a moment try to add your own thing. Oh, talk about your own stuff. They're like, you need to you can they're like, you can do that later. Uh, you've done it. We know you can do it. Now you just need to enter into what these definitions are or what these terms are. And uh <laughs> 
and good luck. And they're, so just... they're like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, also, that entire thing we taught you about, like, intro methodology, um, whatever, mm-mm, you're not going to do that on this one. You're going to dive right in. No intro. So you just go for it. And you're like, oh my God. Um, so anyway, that's – then we had to do – You should just these. slide the textbook over, just, like, really slow. Be like – Yeah, see? You yeah. can look it up. Yeah, I, it's I right it, there. I turned it in. I I, re- <laughs> I have like cheat my cheat sheets, which are just like anthologies of Jung that are quotable and uh, let you. I can look up by topic, but then they're only like like you can only do two quotes per page, and they can't be more than two sentences long. And uh, rules, and, rules. And then like if you go a word over five pages, it's an automatic failure. You're like, oh my god, guys, guys, come on, we're cool. <laughs> guys you know me i like this so don't kick me out and say yeah we'll see what happens it'll be a long month but not as long as yours show and that's what i'm trying to get at (laughs) we'll be fine we'll be fine everything's fine everything's good good. we got margie largo getting (laughs) getting raided (laughs) kevin's too busy for us now uh steve's gallivanting across the country not Damn. telling us why. Damn and Gallivanter. Uh, have you watched the rehearsal yet? No, I haven't. We just sat through as a family all the Harry Potter movies. So <laughs> Oh, that's a long time. It was a bunch. It was, it was a it was a heck of a bunch. But uh Did they hold up? Do you like them still? You know, I wasn't like I I appreciate Harry Potter like I appreciate Star Wars. I'm like, oh, those are movies that are fun. Yep. But I never was like a super fanatic about it anyway. And after watching them this time around, I go those are movies that are fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. They're fine. They're good. I am excited for Daniel Radcliffe playing uh, Weird Al, though. Yeah. Very, very interested what a gift. in that. Yeah. yeah. That was, that'll was that get me to buy whatever streaming service. Like, they'll get me. I think it's Roku or something is what it's on. Yeah, weird. The streaming service Roku. So I will be, I guess, getting the streaming service Roku because... No, I will not not watch that uh, that movie. <laughs> I got the kids going back to first day of school next Monday. So Jackson's going to be in third grade and Hayden's going to be a freaking sophomore uh, in high school, which is crazy. A sophomore? Mm-hmm. Yep. So she's going through, like, I live vicariously through my past through her of, like, she's going to figure out what her uh, class schedule is. And you do the thing where you find out which of your friends are in your classes and all that. And then Jackson, I get to do the whole, like, who's my teacher this year thing. Uh, but it, I'm also seeing the anxiety that that produces, which is something that like, I think when we look back when we were kids, at least for me, I, I didn't really hold on to that. And you hear, you hold on to the good things, right? The silver linings and all that. But it's, it's, it's kind of hard being a kid, man. It's kind of uh, hard. It's dude. It terrified me getting a schedule. And having to go from like class to class, I ended up going to the wrong class at one point, which as a kid is the most humiliating, embarrassing thing in the world. It makes you think life will never be the same. Like, oh, okay, cool. So that's the end. This is the end. Uh, Those guys watched me walk into the room that I didn't belong in. Uh, they... I was sitting, and I sat there for like fifteen minutes. Oh wait, like, you were in? <laughs> you didn't? Want... It wasn't walk in, turn around. It was walk in, right? Go, huh? Because they would give us. Do they still do this? They gave practice schedules like little like 
they would give out they hand out fake schedules to you and be like this is what the schedule will look like and then i was like got my schedule and it turns out i didn't and i was totally wrong and it was super embarrassing so i understand <laughs> uh, i can remember the trauma of that and i empathize with uh you walked with around Hayden. with your practice schedule <laughs> then i'm like the first I'm, day of school. Yeah, I was like, first of all, I've trespassed. And second of all, I've uh, late to my first class. And then, yeah, you do realize that by the end of your senior year that none of it mattered. So do you think like with your uh, now that you're doing school as an adult, is there a part of you that misses like lunch or P.E. <laughs> while you're forced <laughs> to study on your own? <laughs> like imagine with what you're doing with philosophy and getting your, your your PhD and whatnot. But every every Tuesday and Thursday, you had to go outside and play kickball. <laughs> I mean, that would be better for me, but it would give me so much anxiety. I'm actually pretty stoked that I... That I maintain is one of the greatest things about being an adult is I don't have to play sports anymore, ever. <laughs> except when you throw some... Except when you toss something at me. Because uh, Grace and I have a rule that we hand things to each other. But uh, all that stuff is so much... <laughs> So much anxiety. It's a house rule. No no tossing. We don't toss things. We hand things. <laughs> no one needs to see that. We don't need to get it complicated. We don't like to do tricks. Uh, and so it's a pretty boring, mild, slow moving, <laughs> slow moving place to live. But uh, no, I don't miss any of that, dude. I don't miss it. I mean, when I do go to campus, it's they, it is like being in a prison because you have to you get up and go to class and it's like 10 hours a day and then you get all your meals they're like we'll go to the lunchroom like and then you just eat whatever they have and then it's like it's like prison it's a beautiful prison i forget that yeah, you go to campus some days you don't like going to campus huh do you feel i old? do like it but it's weird it's super no i'm i'm one of the younger uh people oh. this school is populated largely by um a lot of older folks who go back to school but the uh the, the going to campus part is great it's just one of the most insanely intense What's the word I'm looking for when it's a fe- uh, pressure box? Is that Sounds what like a pretty good descriptor. <laughs> pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. There it is. Uh, good God. My anxiety Instapot. God damn it. What is it? Yeah. My. Uh... Are you going... Yeah. And then you're talking about all this heavy stuff and then people get emotional and then you're like, gosh, Thursday. I got to be here till Sunday. And then you go back to your room and there's a shared bathroom and that's all insane. So it's a pretty wild that part's pretty well. Wait a minute. You're there over a multiple days staying there like mm-hmm. in a dorm. I did not know this. Whoa. You're like super back. To I just school. did it on. um, Yeah, I did it on. um, I do it once a quarter. So I did it a few few weeks ago and Grace did the week before she did the same thing. And you're yeah, you're there the basically the entire time uh, living there and then you go home and then they're like, good luck with your brain. And you're like, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Good so luck with your brain. Good. Also, you got bed bugs. Bye. Dude, I got, yeah, <laughs> you're infected. Uh, also, I got a bad, I got my first bad grade, which is pretty uh, Oh my goodness. Crappy. I got a, uh, I had to do a presentation and I made it, <laughs> believe it or not, first time I've ever heard this note, made it too funny. So I, uh, <laughs> I got, uh, and the notes were not wrong. It was not a bad situation, but I were they like, felt horrible. You are hiding behind your insecurity, but your insecurity is yep. coming out in jokes. You should. Uh... Right. And the, some of the jokes were pretty dark, too. So I can understand why. They... I made one joke about like the most over the plate sexist joke I could make. 
because I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I I I I can and, see how you delivered it. I, I I'm seeing it in my yeah. mind's eye, but that's not one the venue. Guy, <laughs> one guy who was because they do the multiple things where some of the classmates are on the Zoom, so there's like a screen and you can see all the other some of the classmates that aren't present. So you have some people there, some people not there, and then I'm wearing a mask too. They're still for some reason doing these mask mandate things, and so I make this joke where it's like I'm talking about far-right internet subcultures, what's going on from an archetypal psychological perspective. And so I'm talking about how <laughs> the incels sometimes believe that um, they have this term called black pill, which means that they recognize that women are only attracted to men based on their looks. And I said, obviously that's absurd. They're also attracted to money. <laughs> <laughs> and it just went... Like, one guy who was on mute was dying laughing and got the joke. And my professor did say he was trying to hide his laughter, but I was like, I'm just trying to make fun of everyone. And, uh, and yes, I did a bad job. And so I deserved the mildly low grade I got. Um, and I, I emailed afterward and I was like, I don't want you to think I'm being disrespectful. I just thought I was supposed to be like this and I, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for who I am and what I did. You, and what you I let, said. You let little entertainer Elliot come out. <laughs> oh, and I went, dude. I went full. Like I got in the Zoom camera, like the camera for the Zoom kids. Like got directly in. Like I went full source fed, like bullshit. And uh, I deserved every mark off I got. But the Q and A went well, so that was nice. Anyway, so funny. Have you ever? <laughs> not not to belabor talking about source fed back in the day, but every once in a while, a video will pop up. And it's like in that first like six months that we were creating videos, we really Ooh. were talking way too fucking fast for no reason. Yes. Like, no, I remember when I went and did the Mashable thing and they were like, Elliot, you gotta slow down. We weird. made it like a contest. We made it like, let's get through this as quickly as possible. Or like, if we start, we can get done in four minutes. And we <laughs> did that quite a bit. You and I got very good at reading teleprompters. And then we would just go back to the dirty couch in the corner and be under a blanket because it was freezing cold <laughs> we want to get back to that yeah and it was good times i mean i always i i would do it now if they restarted it would you do it i would do it i would i could i would do it in a different timeline i think trying to do source fed now with the way political climate is with the way news is taken with the we should probably, probably be killed we should probably not be saying jokes about anything i don't i think source fed is a much harder thing to do these days i don't think it hits like it used to do is my yeah. humble opinion but also that's just me uh the dude with the disease of needing to be liked um i don't get off no, on, i get it i don't get off on controversy so it's like I, I don't want to get up there and make no. people angry. I don't want to get up there and have to defend myself or the coworkers all the time. I just want to yeah. have fun. <laughs> I just want to have fun and make jokes, which we could do from 2012 to 2015, 2018 to 2022. I don't, I think it's not as much fun as it was. Ooh, jokeless. Yeah. Uh, and maybe the format itself just wouldn't work. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit, you know, it had its thing. It had its time, but it's not necessarily something that would work i mean i wouldn't necessarily want something like it as a viewer i like watching stuff that's more like in depth and very like detailed and you can't be that with what we were doing we were literally just regurgitating things and then making little jokey jokes but i Make still love it i still think it's great 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if it works because everything I was having a conversation with some other people about again, work and what I want to do in the future and yada yada yada. The problem with content these days is that it's just there's so much. It's yeah. like none like what are you making if it's not just a drop in the bucket of an endless not even trickle deluge of content yep. that just like goes away. So then you go, well, this is not that special. Do I want to do it? Yada, yada, yada. So like, yep. how does, what is, what kind of drips would daily news like that? I'm sure there's a market for it. I'm sure it is, but you're touching on something that's a very interesting theme. And it's one that I did not expect uh, earlier in life, but the idea that like uh, it, it, the, the feeling of it being exclusive and, and unique is not so much there anymore. Now it's, what how does this stack up against a billion other things and how do you make it stand out out of a billion other things which some people do very well have i have i uh fanboyed with you about a guy that i want you to enjoy and i think that you would find very fun and that i think that um is actually maybe a lot like you yeah i love louder with crowder it's great he is he gets it he understands <laughs> Louder, Steven Crowder, whose show I was on, by the way, because uh, we go way back. He is one, he's a think, he's a, uh, in, okay, so, but no, for real. So, have I told you about this guy that I fell in love with? I don't know, maybe. I truly fell in love with, I'm obsessed with him, and I listened to a podcast with him. I was like, this guy's really great. He seems really smart. He understands politics very much. And I bought his book called Against the Web, which was a, a, a book about the intellectual dark web. And I read it. And then I found out shortly uh, somewhere in there that he died. He died around uh, the age of like 36, 37, oh, wow. something like that. And like randomly of a like uh clot in his neck or something horrible stuff but anyway point being dude i've been binging his name's michael brooks he is so good uh and so educational i recommend him and i recommend uh to anyone who's listening to this because it's really really he did a thing called the michael brooks show i recommend his book against the web and he has a great historical analysis of politics I'll check where he it brings out. in all sorts of stuff and it makes you feel very smart and good. And he makes fun of Dave Rubin so much that it's one of the funniest <laughs> things in the world. And he calls out Dave Rubin for being arguably the stupidest human being on, on the planet. And, <laughs> and he does an impression of him. Oh. And it is, uh, I'll send you stuff because I've, I've definitely gone on a, uh, a couple deep dives and he's really wonderful. So please, yes, I would like to open up a. Um... I would like to open up YouTube and want to watch something. Yes, I will send because he's not. I mean, and he's obviously a very left-leaning person, but um, good guy, funny guy, and then he would do just super good interviews with people. And that's all I have to say. That's my recommendation for the week, super. folks. Is somebody, and I've never experienced like being a fan of someone so much, Ooh. and then having to remember. Well, and then having to remember that they're not around anymore. And so it becomes mm. very like, I was like, I got to know more about this guy. And then I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm like a fan of he's gone now. So that sucks. Yeah, it is interesting. Like what creation has done over the last 20 years it has made a an archive of easily accessible archive, unlike anything else before. Right. Like if, if you were a kid growing up and you're like, well, I've heard about these Beatles, you'd still have to get your father's record or your mother's record yeah. or, or go to a store and get it. But now 
that all of course all that music's available but so is just like the over the last 20 years you think of somebody like uh think of all the crap that not crap good stuff that like the green brothers have put out like there's this massive archive yeah. that is just there and once we go we're not the masters of that archive in any way shape or form it's just there that is the one motivating factor i have in toying with making content again is going if I die, that can't be any, <laughs> none of this <laughs> can be what the, what I'm remembered by. So this is like, I'm going to call my show obituary, uh, because it's going to be just about if I die, uh, you, you can do fine. You, people can go back to your stuff, Joe, and be like, excellent, but I got to run from it. Look, man, the best work that I ever did was two white guys on a podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> some ups uh, and downs, some uh, some topsy turns, some lefts wait, and wait. rights. I had another thought for you, though. Thank you, patrons. <laughs> I was say, we can just end it right there. <laughs> Thank you. I don't remember what it was, but I'm going to say that stuff. Thank you, everybody, Hello so much. And apologies for the lateness on patreon and uh that's on me and um and that's uh that's it's on all of us we were trying to find a good time to do it i know look at me being a martyr (laughs) that is my fault (laughs) damn it elliot i'll put it like i got my little chart here and he gets another martyr mark i got another (laughs) martyr mark everybody he's in the lead sorry sorry yeah anyway all right thank you everybody uh check out hellofresh and joe um, why don't you get a job <laughs> someday? <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was funny in my head. All right, bye bye, everybody. Peace.